Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. Oh boy. Oh boy. Been a busy college football week. NFL was exciting. Football, football, football. Football was the theme of the weekend, as it has been. Uh, NFL is heating up, and the yeah. Seahawks are going to be without uh, Russ spinning that ball for them, at least for the near future. Man, a lot of teams are with a lot of, without a lot of people. I mean, if you're the Giants, you're out there basically, basically with no one. A lot of people are getting hurt, Muff. Yeah. Today, today was meat wagon day. Yeah. A lot of ambulances called to the fields. Yeah. Um, or after the after the few after the games in some cases. Yeah. Uh, the Gypsy King Tyson Fury takes down Deontay Wilder, Jim. Yeah. yeah. You got knocked out. It was bad. He did get knocked out, and uh, you know, then then Tyson goes clubbing. Yeah. <laughs> some 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 good videos of him in the club, at the booth with steve aoki i think is who it is doing some well, things so he deserves it let him live people were people were uh slightly uh i think surprised that after an 11 round fight that he had the the stamina to go out and do his clubbing cocaine's all of a drug <sighs> he's not john bones jones uh no. the WNBA finals starting or have started mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so that's that's happening get into that a little bit more in the fast five the nhl started this week jim kraken do you care kraken that's all you care about you don't even care about your hometown team the blue jackets nope i gave up on them that's emily's get- thing oh, oh, yikes that's emily's thing we'll, we'll bring her on when it gets time but i'm all about kraken Seems outside of going outside of the, the hometown teams watch yep. out uh major league baseball playoffs are happening jim Mm-hmm. We'll do a little check-in with the Astros. Who? The Houston Astros, Jim. The cheating bastards. Well, you know, maybe they did that last year. I don't know if they did it this year. Well, they're, they're not Houston. banging on trash cans. What? It kind of rhymes. What do you mean? Houston, those cheating assholes. It kind of goes together. All right. Oh, I like assholes. You like assholes? No. <laughs> and as everyone can hear, Nate and Sam are still with us. <laughs> Usually you don't hear them in the intro, but Sam, that's a little snippet from Sam. <laughs> Who Sam. likes assholes? All right. Way to go, Nate. Uh, interesting to note that there's a guy with almost one and a half million dollars in earnings on Jeopardy right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is uh, kind of like us in betting world right now, right, Jim? You and Alex, maybe, not me. Eh, you're not doing terribly. I'm not doing the best. Uh, and as always, remember to follow us at Sports Jim Muff on Instagram and Twitter. Listen to the weekly betting shows during football season that come out every Thursday. And we've got a couple special picks every week, aside from our best bets. The Mike Allstott hit stick pick of the week. Pow, 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 as Alex would say. Mm-hmm. And the Urban Meyer Risky pick of the week. Yeah, that's my favorite one. It's, you didn't do your sound effect. 
I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so let's get into the show. So I said I wasn't going to do the shitty beers muff, but of course, peer pressure got me in there. And today uh, we've got another suggestion brought to you by Wilk. Budweiser Chalada. Oh. Did he did he apologize? Is he going to apologize to you for this? Oh, buddy. If he's wrong or if he's right. I think if we say his name three times, he may appear. So be careful. Um, Did you ask if he intended to apologize? He may. He may. They they toss and shade at both of you with that one. That was you, Jim. I know. That was intent and apologetic tour. Let's get back to the beer. Let's get back to the beer. So (laughs) the... uh, Budweiser Chalada is a rich, refreshing Chalada drink. Budweiser Chalada with Clamato is a savory new spin on a classic with crisp, smooth wait, taste wait, wait, of wait, American wait, lager. Wait. Yeah. It has what? Uh, what do you mean it has what? It, it was, what what's the club cl- what? Clamato. Oh, I thought, I, never mind. I thought something you contracted from something else. <laughs> I don't know. We haven't tasted it yet. Let's go. <laughs> Um, so with a crisp, smooth taste of American lager with a rich, spicy flavor of clamato and a hint of lime, chalada is a perfect amount for almost, or is perfect for almost all occasions. So we'll see about that. It pairs well with Latin dishes like, uh, enchiladas and tamales. Also try, no, I'm not doing that. Pairs well with seafood, shrimp, fajitas, and guacamole. What? What? What are you saying? What about? What's your problem? It sounds this is there's so many directions. I know. It's got five percent alcohol volume. Uh, hundred eighty-six calories. In case you wanted to know. So let's uh let's is it a, crack is it a open. pounder. How many how many ounces? How many ounces know. is that guy? This is a big boy. The can is very like leaves stuff out. Yeah, it's a sixteener. It leaves, it leaves out. things out? What are you talking about? There's not it a lot like of, a like, novel. it's just a red can. I had to look that up, because I was like, what the hell am I putting in my body? Oh. Well, I think that's a theme, isn't it, with all these shitty beers, that there's not much I, yeah, on them? Yeah, there's a lot there's less just to... beer. <laughs> all right, let's start with, I'm going to smell it. Oh. Oh, it smells like a bad taco. Oh, boy. All right, here we go. Bottoms up. Jim oh, God. Took a very small oh, sip. Oh, oh, God. Small sip. That's awful. Mm. His face is not showing delight. It tastes like, uh, tastes like beer and chili that has set out for a day. Now, I have beer chili, and that's pretty good, but maybe not beer. I'm go one more time. That ain't it, guys. Oh, is it, this isn't one of those things where you need a you, you don't need a big gulp. I don't know. Do you need a big I throw gulp up. This? I think. I think if I do it, I'm gonna bomb it. Okay. <laughs> well, we don't need that. Oh, all right. This is a five brought. This. Whoa, this, whoa! You went all the way. That means it's, it, it's horrible. Nothing can be worse than that. I'm not nothing sure there can, can be worse and, than that. No, ever. it's bad. It's bad. You went all the way. It's horrible. Like, so it's, we call that a beer. Is it, it says lager. There's nothing on the can, Muff. Okay. What do you want me to say? 
No, I don't know. I've never seen a lager that has like tomatoes and has oh. clam clamata or whatever. Clamato. Whatever that S STI is that we're not supposed to get. It's bad. It's horrible. Don't take that to a tailgate. Don't take that to a fiesta. That is horrible. So uh, here's okay. You have the brat scale. I'm gonna ask you. This is the muff scale. We'll call this. Go ahead. How many beers deep do you have to be at the end? Of, uh, how many beers deep? Do no you have beers to be deep. At the end of the night to say this. No. There's no amount. There's no number of no. beers that, that make this worth it. No. There's not amount of beer goggles. There's not amount of two fifths of Jack. Oh, uh oh. What have you done? What have you done? Looks like somebody's coming in who spoke his name. Anyway, there's no. I didn't say. It. And say it three times you did say it three times and here he comes from the depths here he is mr aaron wilkinson we're talking about the clamato i just drank thanks to your oh, suggestion how was it i bet you it was horrible it was god awful i bet was it a five uh, brought worse five brought yes so you why are I you told him i don't f- like it because that means that nothing nothing can be worse if he goes to five with this nothing can be worse ever so we wanted they 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 took a shot at you, Aaron. I just want you to know I'm gonna out them. Yeah, talk about apologizing. They took a shot at they took a shot at you as well. You just didn't get it. Yeah, that's true. Nate took okay. a shot at me, but Muff took a shot at you. Okay. But why are you here tonight? I just asked. I just asked if you were gonna apologize to Jim for recommending this beer. You should apologize. Or lager or that was awful. Heck. No, he wanted bad beers. <laughs> This is a bad beer. He got exactly what he wanted. Ugh. I'm sorry you got what you wanted. So oh. what, what brings you forth, Aaron? Why are you here? Are you guys going to talk about the NFL? Yeah, yeah, we are. I would like to talk about the NFL. Is that why he's here, Jim? You're the, listen. Mojo moment. Are we recording right now? Like, is yeah, this you're, the show? you're just, yeah, oh, you're yeah. the show, buddy. Oh, yeah. Okay, well. I, I, let me tell you why. Let we're in the beer segment, first of all. But... Have you got? Oh, I can't talk about the NFL then. In a... well, we're about to get into the NFL. We'll wrap up the I'll beer. Stop. It was a bad beer. Five brats. We'll move on. We have reached week five in the NFL. Recap, recap, recap. Cue the music. Dum, da, da, dum, 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 dum. Yeah, it was an exciting, injury prone week in the NFL. Indeed, and it started out on Thursday with Russ Wilson going out with a finger injury on his throwing hand and the Rams taking advantage on Thursday night, winning 26 to 7 teams, 26 to 17. Uh, the Rams still hot and cold, Jim, or are they warm to hot? Yeah, they're hot and cold. A four and one team, hot and cold, got it. Yeah, they're hot and cold. Just want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. Yep. Sunday saw 11, at least... Most of the way through the afternoon games, PATs missed, which is the most, I believe, in NFL history. And really, this is the impact we expected to see of them moving back the point after attempts all those years ago. Is that what we're chopping that up to, moving it back? Uh, Well, they would not have been 11 missed if they were still kicking it from the 10, Jim. But I mean, is that really because they didn't, this is like, it was moved back last year, right? This moved back more than just last year, wasn't it? It's been multiple years. But why is it today? Why today did they miss somebody is my question. Jim, I don't think you can attribute it to anything specifically. Okay. I was just wondering. 
Yeah, I don't think there's any one thing that you can say. Uh, Sunday morning, across the pond, we had the Jets taking on the Falcons. Uh, our Urban Meyer risky pick of the week does not pan out, even with Falcons number one receiver Calvin Ridley not traveling to London for this matchup. Matty Ice explodes for 342 yards, two touchdowns to pace the Falcons, who win this one 27-20. I watched part of this. I was impressed with the Jets. I thought they would come back. The Jets aren't as bad as they were last year. I'll give them that. That's good, I guess, for them. They still suck. They just don't suck as bad. Okay. Well, they have a win before, like, week 10, so that's good. Yeah. Patriots take on the Texans. The Patriots struggled with this one. They're trailing at several points throughout the game and needed Mac. Mac Jones. To deliver in the end, tying it late, and then... Game-winning field goal by Nick Foltz with 15 seconds left. Pats win 25-22. Good show. Vikings kicker Craig Joseph puts one in as time expires to save save the Vikings from the shame of losing to the Detroit Lions. Vikings win 19-17. Joseph made four field goals today. You hear that, Green Bay kicker? He made his. Jim, you tried to do this with Alex and I through the group text, and Mason Crosby is a Hall of Fame kicker, so I don't know why you keep giving him so much crap. And he won the game. Just That's saying. part of the reason why I was on today. I wanted to know if you guys got that email that I got. They're having open tryouts for kickers for the Bengals and the Packers. So, I mean, <laughs> with the way those kickers kick, I was going to go try out. I didn't know if you guys got that email or not. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I what? couldn't get it through there, but... Yeah, those kickers suck today in that game. But we'll they, get suck, to they suck today. All right. Kicking's not just a one-day game, one-day thing, Jim. This is this is your college mindset coming all the way in. If you have one bad day, you have to call the police, call the sirens, flash all the whistles because it, the life is over. This is a Columbus. This is a Columbus thing you've got going on. And it Pittsburgh. does not translate to the NFL. And Pittsburgh, but we'll move on. Oh, well, somebody won today, just saying. Eagles taking on the Panthers. Jalen Hurts runs for two second-half touchdowns and wills the Eagles to the victory, 21-18. Eagles had to battle back from a 12-point deficit and snap their three-game losing skid. Carolina, where are they at right now, buddy? I don't know. My question is, do we think Carolina's on the skids? Um, Our guy Sammy, three interceptions. Is, who, who said he's our guy? My guy. That. I'll say it. My guy. Yeah. Sammy Darnold. Three interceptions. How we feel about Carolina? Are they on tilt? They're just like the Broncos. They had an easy schedule starting off, and now it's starting to catch up with them. In my mind. Okay. okay. Nate? They really are. Say it again. Panthers are showing their true colors. Okay. Well, since you joined us, how do you feel about the Panthers? I mean... They didn't look real good against the Cowboys. I didn't watch the game this week. Christian McCaffrey's still out. And I think they're one of those teams that rely on the run to kind of like put away games. And without their starting running back, I don't think they're going to be able to do much. Fair. Fair. We'll move on. Next, we got the Saints taking on the Mississippi. Is Jim opening another can of Clamato beer? No, I, I'm opening up a can of something that doesn't taste like dog shit. Heard the Kraken. Is that your Kraken reference, Sam? What? Was that a Kraken reference? No. Oh. I just said 
hacking of the can. Okay, sorry. I thought it was a clever, you know. But anyway, go ahead. Saints win 33-22. Taysom Hill goes out in this game. Jim, you apparently watched this. I watched his hit. Nate, did you see the hit? No, I did not. So the media is, whatever, it's the media. They're trying to say that Williams Jackson III lowered a shoulder in this hit. And if there was targeting, this one was pretty close. And it absolutely took Taysom Hill out cold night-night. And it was, oof. It probably should have been that, uh, what is it, when they're a defenseless, defenseless player? Because, man, that was a nasty hit. What was um, the defender's intent? Yeah, to, to maim and dismantle. Oh, so that's everybody's intent in football, right? Well, in this one, for sure. Yeah. So we're sure? You, you've, you've talked to him? You had a post-game press conference? Probably. <laughs> I probably should call him up. Uh, speaking of people that maim, pillage... And burn villages. I'm not done They're, yet. You're not done yet. I'm not done yet. Okay. So the Saints are out. Um, two receivers already. And Dante Harris had to leave this game. Taysom Hill was a receiver in this game. Because <laughs> he's a talented athlete. The Saints basically have no receivers. Yeah, they're in a bad spot. Real bad spot. Yeah. The good news is, I mean, they still have Alvin Kamara who can serve dual roles. Taysom Hill can serve multiple roles. When he but, can yeah. see straight... Well, that's he couldn't see straight for part of today. <laughs> I don't know what the Saints do. Saints are like the Giants at this point. They got nothing left. Well, when's Michael Thomas supposed to come off the injured list? Uh, next week or the week after. Yeah, I was about to say he was like in that six six weeks six week range. I thought. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the Saints. They still have a week. They still got the win though. Yeah, so I don't know get, how. But, get too yeah. upset. Uh, Derek Henry. Welcomes Urban Meyer, just like everyone else has so far this year, to the NFL uh, with the Titans taking on the Jaguars. Revenge game from from Jim, apparently. Yeah, so uh, when Ohio State beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, Derrick Henry was that running back for that team. So maybe just a little bit. He's a homecoming game for uh, Mr. Henry. It also is. From seven years ago. Hey, man, who knows? Still on his mind, I'm sure. It was on mine. I, I brought it up, you know. Go ahead, Aaron. What do you guys say? I mean, it's a college game from seven years ago, man. Hey, hey, get over, get over it, Jim. Get over it. I yeah. And didn't Ohio State win? Yeah. So Derrick Henry then is getting revenge on Urban. You're right. That's what he did. Thank it had you. nothing to do with that. They're professionals, and he had to do that for his job today. Oh, so the media can say it's it's a homecoming game, and he wanted to get revenge on his old team. Yeah, the media can. Well, no, I think they did a special on Henry this morning. Like his high school team, uh, I don't remember the name of the team. They showed up and were in the stands today because his high school's from like around the Jacksonville area. That's why it's open. It must be that. Can't be the. You're right. Wait, I'm Jim, wrong. Where, I'm wait, the asshole. No, I wonder, wait, I, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold where on. was this what? game played? The, yeah. where, was the, where was the Sugar Bowl played? Was it in Jacksonville? The game was played in Jacksonville today. No. Okay, but but what the is the Bowl? homecoming part that you're talking about? He's from Jacksonville. But how does that have to do with the Sugar Bowl from 2014? He's playing against Urban Meyer, who coached the Ohio State that beat him. But it has nothing to do with the homecoming. My point is lost. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, this is another one, of those, another one of those games where many people... Uh, 
came off the field today, Jim? Yes. Jacksonville lost two linebackers and a, a guard in the starting center. Titans lost two linebackers, a cornerback, and a guard. It was basically the meat wagon game. It was. Week five is apparently that week. Dolphins taking on the Bucks. Antonio Brown becomes the fastest player to reach 900 catches, which is crazy because he pretty much didn't play for parts of two seasons. Uh, passing Marvin Harrison as the Bucks cruise to this victory in this one, 45-17, giving me one of my best bets. Check. Nate, what do you think about this, buddy? That's your team. Uh, I don't think it's too much into this one. I mean, Dolphins weren't a great team coming in. Two was out. So basically just a tune-up game because they got a short week this week as they're on Thursday night this week. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Packers taking on the Bengals. Packers win 25-22. Missed field goals galore in this one on both sides, including from my brother and Evan McPherson. Which is the whole reason you're defending the guys, because you've got family in it. Well, when he also Whatever. thought he prematurely celebrated. Yeah, that was pretty Which funny. Was hilarious. Pretty funny. Let's not forget that Evan McPherson has also hit two game-winning field goals for Cincinnati this year so far. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, got to take the good with the bad. Uh, Joey Burrow, Jim? Goes to the hospital after the game, played through the whole game, with a throat contusion. Somebody throat punch him? Yeah! I don't know how he how you did it, but it did. How do you have a throat contusion? And you know what a contusion is, right? It's a bruise. I, I, I'm i aware. And he just got hit in the throat. With what? Like a fist? A hand? So you think somebody jabbed him in the trachea? Have you ever played football? No, remember I did not play football. I mean, you're just somebody goes to tackle you, and like you get an arm in your throat, real quick. I mean, but to go to the hospital, how bad was it? Do you think? Maybe his throat was swollen. He couldn't talk. They wanted to make sure everything was fine. They wanted to check his larynx. Next maybe week, we like, change the link. Next week, we're was, changing links so this man can't be on the show because I don't maybe, like. Maybe he's concussed from being manhandled on that one play. <laughs> oh my god, that's the other thing I need to talk about. This dummy decides <laughs> he's going to be Johnny Hero and just starts running. And, like, doesn't dive. He oh, he just, dove. He dove head first. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah, he didn't slide, I mean. Like, he dove and just gets waxed. What an idiot. He's already working against a terrible offensive line. Yeah, he just it, made, he's made it worse for himself. I think he was like, you know, last year when I got hurt and had that little vacation, they still paid me. Let's do that again. Let's just take a vacation. I don't know if rehab from an ACL tears a vacation, but Good we'll go. God. We'll go with it. So let's not let let this be lost in this game. The Packers are now four to one after everyone count them out after we yeah, wrote them off. Yeah. So the Packers are back back into the saddle. Next, we got the Broncos taking on the Steelers. Who cares? Next game. Steelers win twenty seven to nineteen. Also lose some people in this one. Juju Smith Schuster out shoulder injury. James Washington, wide receiver, also out. Before this game even started with a groin injury, um, Devin Bush did play. Did he go out in this game, Jim? And I just didn't realize it. Uh, I was just saying, I was read the report that he was out with a groin injury as well. Yeah, I was listening to the radio broadcast after the Pee Weeks today. They said he went out. Okay, that was the thing. I didn't even notice that this was happening during the game. Um, yeah, Steelers win. They're, you know, one game behind all of those teams that Jim thinks are 100 times better than the Steelers. So we'll see where this one goes. Bears taking on the Raiders. Bears get their second dub of the season. Wait, the hold second. on. Can we get back? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Is, is Tomlin allowed to keep his job? 
they won a game? Are the Steeler fans still calling for him to be fired? Are, are the is the city burning down still? Have they thrown out the rest of the, like, did they just fire everybody and get a whole new team this weekend? Is that how they managed to pull off this win? They played the Broncos. That was how they managed oh, okay. to get this win. <laughs> so it was just another week in the NFL, and they played better than last week. And now the well, they, they played a sucky team. For... Oh, okay. So is Tomlin still supposed to be fired? I don't know. Ben Roethlisberger is supposed to, still supposed to like just kill himself because he's horrible now. I don't know. Yinzer Nation like is old Yeller. Yinzer, oh, they didn't take him behind the barn. No, they wanted uh, to kill him in public. They wanted a public execution of the guy. Right. Yeah, they took him behind Permanis. Yeah, <laughs> they fed him Permanis. Yeah. The Nation is unapologetic, and they will continue with their week, their day, eat some sandwiches. Whoa, we lost coleslaw. Did you, did you throw Aaron out? I didn't throw anybody out. What happened? <laughs> See, we get we get on their Steeler slander, and then people leave. I See, feel they, like they, the Yinzers ran the uh, ran the internet here. Yinzers did not run the internet. He left of his own accord, Jim. He left of oh, his own accord. Wow. So, you know, it's just like somebody from West Virginia to get their licks in and then run away. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> uh, next, we got the Bears taking on the Raiders. The Bears do get their second victory of the season. Is the fix in for John Gruden? More to come later on that as the Bears win 20 to 9 thanks to a stingy defense and timely offense from the Justin Fields led Chicago Bears. Who got his first victory, I believe. Right? Is this his first victory? This is the Bears' second victory of the year, isn't it? So this is Fields' first, yeah. first one. No, they, they won last year or last week, and you guys oh. argued over whether he got credit for it. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's good. So, somebody's back? Somebody came back? What happened? Yeah, I, actually, I just hit my headphone and it ended the call real quick. Gotcha. Oh. Well, All right. Good. Good because you came in just in. Oh, wait, no, we still got to do the Browns Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Browns taking on the Chargers. Jim, I'm going to let you take this one away. These wow. are your two, two te- your two teams. Well, see, that was hard to explain to my daughter, too, but that's for <laughs> another day. Uh, what a game. Over a thousand yards of total offense. Uh, yes, Muff, this is a Big 12 matchup in the making. It was. It was. Uh, Herbert continues a fantastic sophomore campaign. Overcomes a missed uh, PAT to squeak out a 47-42 to 42 victory over the Browns. Crazy game. Loved watching it if you love offense. Great game. It helped me uh, beat you, sir, in fantasy football, I'm pretty sure, as both Eckler and Herbert are on my team. Apparently the Browns decided Jim's going to beat Muff this week because we're going to stop playing defense. Yes. Maybe Miles Garrett was maybe Miles Garrett was on the juice and that that didn't help. Maybe. I mean, forty-one points combined in the fourth quarter alone. Yeah, that's insane. It was just score, 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 score. No defense. Did, no defense. Didn't San Diego or not San Diego? Didn't Los Angeles? Didn't the Chargers kicker miss an extra point as well? Yeah, two, two. Yeah. Jesus, see, he open, open season. I'm telling you, they have open calls for kickers across the league. Yeah. yeah. Just like Baker Mayfield, since he lost a game, he must have missed some passes. Open call for quarterback. He's got a torn labrum. Oh, so there's an excuse now. Got it. I mean, to be fair, though, Tom Brady did have an injured thumb, and he threw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns. Didn't he play the Super Bowl with like robot lungs? 
Bungs? Like, <laughs> what injury did he have, Nate? He, he was playing in an iron lung. Uh, in an iron lung. <laughs> got it. Yeah, he had something wrong with his knee all season, and then in the off season, he finally got surgery to repair it. Thank you. Right, after he got drunk and tweaked it. Yeah, and blew <laughs> it out boat, on the in boat. The boat in the boat parade. <laughs> Up next, we got the Giants taking on the Cowboys. Mojo moments galore in this one. Will? I'll let you chat, chat about uh, this. I mean, it was it was a really good game, and there were a lot of mojo moments. Uh, Diggs got his sixth inter- interception of the season. But the, the thing I want to talk about, there was a hit. Uh, Jones, the quarterback, is out. Yeah. He was running the ball, and he leaned into the defensive man with his helmet, knocked himself out. Got yeah, he- up. And, like, was real, real woozy, lost his balance, and they had a call for the trainers to come get it. But I was I was intrigued. I was waiting for the penalty. I was waiting for the the helmet-to-helmet penalty on Dallas. And I was like, that wasn't Dallas's fault. He initiated the contact. So it was very interesting that they did not call a penalty. No one got ejected that time. Uh, a Giants player did get ejected for throwing a, uh, a punch. Um they lost a wide receiver, Galladay. He went out. Their starting quarterback went out. Shaquan Barkley went out. He rolled his ankle. He stepped on a Cowboys foot. He wasn't even running the ball. He was just running, end of the play, stepped on a Cowboys foot, rolled his ankle, and they showed a picture on the sideline. It looked like he had a golf ball above his ankle. It was so crazy. they got hit pretty hard with injuries um, throughout the game. Good news, I guess, for the Cowboys because they won. Bad news was they didn't – I mean, once again, they didn't look real well. I mean, you're playing against a backup quarterback, backup running back, backup wide receivers, a depleted wide receiver core, and you still gave up 20 points. They end up winning by like 24, 21. Yeah. 44-20. Because, fun. yeah, they, they got a pick six at the end of the game. It was throwaway time. So, for all you people who bet on it for an over, I'm sure you enjoyed it. But for a Cowboys fan, I was just kind of like, oh, we should have beat them by a lot more, a lot easier. We fumbled in the red zone. We threw an interception on fourth down. So we, I didn't fucking play. I, we, I didn't freaking play. Way to go. Way to go. All right. Streak so alive. You, 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 you. you sound like an Ohio State fan. You win by 24. And it's not enough. You have all of the pro. This is the NFL. I mean, I mean I'm happy that win, they won. Forward. I'm happy that they won. Once again, I'm not calling for McCarthy to lose his job. I don't think Dak Prescott should retire. Um, but it was just the way the game started. We didn't look well. We lost a lot of points on the field. And if you watch the whole the, the game in the entirety, like the score didn't indicate the real closeness of that game. Like we end up blowing them out towards the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth, because it was just a war of attrition. Like they didn't have anybody left. They were, they had no bench players. So, I mean, we're playing against, you know, a practice squad, practice offense, basically. Well, maybe they were just letting up a little bit. I mean, but that's on a mojo moment now, is it? (laughs) Hey, I got to ask you something. Sure. You're a ref. You see the quarterback lower his helmet into another, into the defender to go helmet to helmet, and knock himself out. Do you call anything? Based on the video I saw of that hit, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was his own fault. Like it was his fault. 
There's nothing you could do. The cowboy guy did, couldn't do anything in reaction other than get hit. Well, and remember, there is no rule that says targeting just on a defensive player. Yeah, you I don't remember the kicker did it. Yeah. That was, that was in college. That yeah. Was in college. Slightly the different. The kicker is a playing defense. He's making, yeah. It's not the defender that can initiate target. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought there was a rule against offensive players lowering their head too, but you never see that call. No, it's. I think the rule states if in the NFL is if you lower your if you lower your helmet and initiate contact with the crown of your helmet, that is targeting in the NFL. It does not differentiate between an offensive and defensive player. Oh. Well, I mean, that's what Jones did. That's the defi- <laughs> that's the definition of the rule. That's exactly what he did. He lowered his head and led with his helmet and hit the defenseman in his helmet and basically knocked himself out. I feel like it's insult to injury to throw the flag at that point. And then they scored a touchdown during the commercial break. In 38 years of existence, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. Fair enough. All right. Next, we got the 49ers taking on the Cardinals in the Mike Allstott hit stick pick of the week. Pays off, and the Cardinals do enough to beat Trey Lance and the 49ers 17-10. to 10. I have never seen a Cardinals game yet this season. We probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. Anyway. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's best for Yeah, maybe know, they our, win because we can't see anxiety and our Oh no, they can't make a t- national TV game. Yeah, you're probably right, Nate. And currently we've got the Bills taking on the Chiefs in a marquee matchup of the early season, except we all thought the Chiefs would have a better record coming into this one. What's the live look at Nate? We know you're watching. Currently three nothing Kansas City with Buffalo in Kansas City territory. All right. Yeah, your guy just made a really good run, Josh Allen. Whose guy? He was the show's guy last year. Do you guys listen to your own show, or is it just us listeners and like frequent guests who know what actually happens week to week? The little listener club. That's why we have you to keep yeah. us in check. Got it. Got it. We're gurus of nothing, including our own show. <laughs> Understand clearly. <clears throat> and on Monday night, we've got the Colts taking on the Ravens. Who we got? Uh, I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm also going to go with the Colts. I think this is the week where the Ravens injuries catch up. I'll take the uh, Ravens. I don't think the Colts offense and score enough points. I'm going to go with the Ravens, too. All right. Nice split. Um, so before we uh, move along out of the NFL, I have some questions since we have the Fantasy League and four members of the Fantasy League. Um, Wilk, you are up against Keith right now, 94 to 64. There was a struggle, I think, and then all of a sudden you picked up. Yeah, two of his players are out. Yeah. Galladay and Barkley, both of them didn't score any points. Thank God for injuries. Yeah. That'll, that'll get you. <laughs> Nate, playing uh, Burnsinator. I think you got this one in hand because Burnsinator never plays. No, that's like an automatic win. Yep. It's a, taco. it's a taco of the league for anybody that has ever watched the TV series, the league. The Muff? He started, he started Carson for Seattle. He didn't play in the game. Muff, uh, you and I, I think this is my first win ever against you in fantasy football. Yep. I, bad, I'm... Bad, bad week across the board. 
not even an optimal lineup for me would have beat you. So there was no there was no path to victory. Super pumped. And then Sam, you against my wife. Oh yeah, it's, I forgot Battle of the Wives this week. And what we thought was going to be a major slugfest. What happened? Here's the thing. <laughs> I first went on record that I kicked Nate's ass last week. It's on record, duly noted. Next. <clears throat> With Gronk and his broken ribs, Yep. Nate suggested that I put Rob Tunyon in as my tight end. Yep. He sucks. Got it. <laughs> Big Bob Tunyon did not do well this week. He's usually a Sucks. He got 1.3. Yeah, but... Bro, really? <laughs> got it. So, I have this man on my bench that got 11 points, but no, he's not on my team. That wasn't going to help you, though. I mean, you're That's losing cool. by a lot. Like, those I... extra 10 points Hurst would have got you wasn't going to get you this. Not even close. When I, when I checked this morning, I was going to, like, really kick Jordan's ass. And then it and... went the other way. Now I'm and reality happened. It's okay. I mean, I'll still be in first place because I still have a lot of points, but we'll see. Mm. We'll see. I think you'll be tied because we're all in the same division. You'll be if Jim wins and I win and you lose, all three of us are tied for first place. There's no ties, it's whoever has the most points scored. It's on points scored. If anything, I think Alex might take the lead here. No. Looking like it. Either way, loyal listeners. Don't worry. I hope so. Uh, Alex is going to lose this week. Loyal listeners of the show, I hope you're all riveted by our fantasy football. I came riveted. 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 You're the one one that brought this up, Jim. Just saying. I know. Because I hope you know this is a drama-filled thing. Depending on how many points I score, I might take first place. And I'm right there with her. Bye weeks are about to start in our league. Makes me nervous. Ooh. I got some players going on buys next week and the week after that I do not want to have buys. So it's it's going to be tough. But Just let everybody know in done. real time, the Bills scored. Good day. What's the score now? Yep. Uh, seven to three. Josh Allen got it. All right, then. That's the NFL, right, Muff? That wraps up the NFL. Now on to the Beanbag Bop. It's now time for the beanbag bop. It's going to be quick. It's going to be dirty. I got some questions. Bop. I got some things for Nate. Nate, I sent you an article. Mm -hmm. Did did you read the article? Yes, about Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, about old khaki man himself. Can you explain to me what his issue was and explain to the listeners what his issue was? So what his issue was was Two parts. One, there was, I can't remember if he called it intent to deceive. Thank you. Was, intent was, to deceive. Intent to deceive. And then he was also complaining about a scoring play when there wasn't enough men on the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. So we'll take the easy one first. Not enough men on the line of scrimmage. In the tweet that was attached to that article, it was clear as day. And they even numbered it. There wasn't enough men on the line. So in 11-man football, you have to have at least seven guys in the line. You can have more than that. Some B-week coaches still don't understand that. They go, they got eight or nine guys on the line of scrimmage. I go, thanks, coach. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sky's blue. Got it. Yep. Good. Yeah, you Thank have you. seven men on the line of scrimmage if you have 11 on the field. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I understand his, his gripe there. And he was saying, oh, well, someone put him on the line or whatever. And then I guess it was a pass play and somebody would have been covered and you would have had an eligible receiver downfield. Okay, I get it. They missed it. So then later he goes on and says that he's contacting the Big Ten office about this intent to deceive thing, which reading it, it sounds very similar to what they instituted in the high school game either last year or the year prior, where now there's a five-yard penalty on the defense. And I'm trying to think of exactly how they call it. It's a disconcerting act is what it's called. So basically you're not supposed to imitate the offensive snap like cadence so if their cadence is down set hut you can't go over there and start saying down or brown or anything that might tip off the offense and make them jump and same thing like linebackers are supposed to come up there and like stomp their foot got it because i think he was saying they were using words that sounded like their cadence so they were clapping because their quarterback and more quarterbacks now are clapping as part of the cadence. Mm-hmm. I get that. So my question is, is that a real thing? Intent to deceive? Is that a penalty? Yeah, I saw it called twice yesterday in Saturday's football games. Wow. Yeah. 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 Twice. And it was it both of them were clapping motions from the defense. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't. And that was the problem that I had with them in both cases that I saw it. I don't think the intent was to deceive. It just so happened the defense also had some play calls. And it, it, actually, the one I saw wasn't even a play like somebody clapping to call it. They were clapping to try to get somebody else's attention. It was not to mimic the snap count in any Got way. Got it. So the intent was not to deceive. And this is one of those things like we've talked about with targeting, Nate. How can you judge the intent? Right. Well, judging the intent really after the first series you're you're gonna know okay and as officials if you use the film study to your advantage you're gonna know whether they clap or not but at least after the first series you can look at it and say okay this offense is gonna clap as part of your cadence or they're gonna use a hard count or whatever it seems like so the defense comes up and they start clapping after the offense is continuously clapping as part of their cadence first time you're going to come up to him and say hey i know you're just making your call to change but it's too close to the cadence you got to change it up but i am you saw that in two college games so what was the penalty it was that it was i think they called it intent to deceive it was somewhere in that yeah it was a five-yard penalty um yeah it wasn't anything more and it was the first time i had heard it like Mm -hmm. ever it just so happened you hear about it after this game as well um also in the michigan game there was the touchdown that michigan scored where one of their linemen was not set and that was also a missed call it was on a quick it was on a quick snap the left tackle was actually hunkering down into his his pass block set for like you know from a shotgun and as it was this ball was snapped as he was squatting down into his pass set um which was Again, it was it was called out on the telecast that it was a missed call. So obviously, there are a few potential missed calls in that game. They have mean, another. Go ahead. I mean, when those things are so quick, yeah, you're gonna miss a couple of those. I mean, 
it's human eye. You're not going to catch every single one, but again, everything just like major league baseball, they want to automate a strike zone. I'm sure they're going to want automated officials to make sure we don't miss every single call. So my next question, Nate, in the, we've joked about it, but when Cincinnati kicked the field goal and they thought they had made it, it brought to mind that what happens if the field goal goes exactly over the upright and like it, it could go either way. I know that's like rare. Mm-hmm. How does one judge whether it's good or not? Like it's a 50, 50, the ball's on one side of the upright. How is, is it good or not? That's a very good question that I will have to look in the rule book and see, but based off first reaction, I would say it's probably going to be called good if it's directly above. Yes. I've, I, I've, I've actually heard this rule before. I'm it's, thinking that this just like you think of the goal line extended. Yep. Yeah. That's what I would think. Yep. That was exactly the justification I've heard in the past is the, the officials that are underneath of the goalpost. If it goes, if it goes through the goalpost extended, it's good. That was a question from my five-year-old. So, thank you. Very good question. Very smart. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Was this after you got really mad at something that the question came up? No, I was. I didn't really care. She just wanted to know. Okay. Because it came up in that in the Chargers game, right? No, it was a, it's a Cincinnati game. It was a Cincinnati game, rather. It didn't yeah. come up. It wasn't actually above it. It hit the flag to the outside yeah. of the goalpost. But, yeah. yeah. And that's when she was like, hey. And I was like, what happens? Yeah. What happens if? I don't know, but I'll find out. <laughs> so that that's, those are my questions for the day, Nate. Anything in the high school football world? Nate, did you did you see the, uh, the play that I brought up last week on Huddle from the McGuffey-Lindsley yeah. game? I can look at it. I might have to do that this evening. Mm-hmm. Or if I get some downtime in the office tomorrow. Always a good time to go back and like self-scout, even as officials, honestly. Because actually, we have one play, and I had a feeling we screwed up, and I had one of my fellow officials kind of talk me into doing what the coach wanted, and I understand why. But So what happened was there's a kickoff out of bounds. Okay, so... When you kick the ball off out of bounds, the ball gets placed on the hash where it went out of bounds. But the opposing coach, who would have been next to put the ball in play on offense, is yelling, can I put the ball in the middle? And I'm thinking to myself, no, it's got to go on the hash. But a couple other guys are like, no, you can put it in the middle. It's fine if that's what he wants because he's going to need the next to put the ball in play. Mm-hmm. So next day I looked in the rule book and we should have put it back on the hash because there's actually – only seven instances, at least in high school, where the team that's about to come in on offense can determine where to put the ball in between the hash marks. And those seven things are for a try, like a PAT extra point, for a kickoff, following a safety, following a touchback, a fair catch, an awarded fair catch, or to start a series on offense in overtime. Fair, where's the fair catch come into play? So you mean between fair catch and awarded fair catch? Yeah, I'm just like, where do you get the option in a fair catch to 
So if you call a fair catch and you catch it, you have the option of where you want to place the ball, whether like left hash, right hash, middle. So it doesn't matter where you catch it? Correct. Okay. I never knew that. Well, yeah, at least in the high school game. I don't know, don't know about college and above, but at least in high school. Well, I don't have any questions. I think that intent to deceive was probably about the only thing I would think of as we were going through this. So cool. Any, uh, any other snippets from Sam over there? What we got going on? I'm just very sad about fantasy football. The impending L that you're about to receive. I just don't like to lose. Happens to the best of us. This is why I didn't play sports. And this takes us right into the bean bag box. Everybody get your bean bag ready to rock. Follow me and have fun to the bean bag bomb. Do it, do it, the bean bag bomb. Week six of college football in the books, and it was a crazy one. Get pumped. I don't know what Jim was doing there. Is that a bean bag? No, this is my stress squishy toy. Stress question. Okay. I don't know what you're to be stressed about today. You. Uh, well, you know. I know what's coming. You're welcome. As usual, we start off in the Big Ten. Wisconsin blanks Illinois 24-0 in the coulda, woulda, shoulda matchup of the week in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. I This is pretty much a gimme for Wisconsin, so good for them. Number 11. And again, we usually use the last the previous rankings as we go through this number 11 michigan state handles Rutgers, allowing zero points in the second half on way to a 31 to 13 win staying undefeated kenneth walker the third is a problem for sparty opponents as he runs for 232 yards and a touchdown including a 94 yard scamper to help put the game out of reach who's michigan state played though like they still have the three big boys to play so I ask you, Jim. I ask you who they've played since you bring it up. They haven't played Penn State. They haven't played Michigan, and they haven't played Ohio State. I think this is a nice handling of Rutgers. Good for them, but not really a statement game yet. Okay. Number nine, Michigan continues their winning ways, going into Lincoln and taking a possible signature win away from Scott Frost and Nebraska, forcing a late fumble from Adrian Martinez and capitalizing with a last-second field goal, winning 32-29. to Muffnack held Jim in check on this one. Just want to toss that out there to the world. Yeah, try to bet all my money on this one. I think this is more, this and the Penn State-Iowa game is more of a statement on the Big Ten than a lot of people give credit for. I think Scott Frost, Nebraska, please, for the love of God, stay strong with with Scott Frost. I think he's he's on the way. Um, It makes me nervous because Ohio State still has to play Michigan. I still have to play Nebraska. Nebraska is going to get an upset somewhere. somewhere, somewhere, somewhere along this way. Nebraska is going to pay out. off. Yeah. So, and I thought Michigan was it this week, at least. And I'm not impressed with Michigan still. I, this is not Michigan's not a standout program still. Yeah. Winners win. Amen. We'll see, if, we'll see if that continues. Can't, can't, yeah. can't say week to week if it will, but you got to, to, to stay undefeated, you have to win week to week, and they have mm-hmm. at least done that so far. That is true. Uh, number seven, Ohio State keeps the trainer rolling in Columbus with a 66-17 to 17 win over Maryland, a team that is reeling after a couple big losses to Ohio State and to Iowa. Is, is Columbus still mentally well, Jim, or are there some things we need to talk about? There's some things. So there's some bright spots. Stroud, Alave, the receiving core is nice. 
Um, the running game was slow to get going, but it got going. There are some worries about a mobile quarterback. There's some worries about that secondary and being able to keep things in front of them. Um, bye week this week, come back into IU, and then the big one, which you know what that is, where we stop talking. Like, I feel like we stop talking about it as we inch closer. Like, the more we get each week comes by, you and I stop talking about it. But uh, yeah, Columbus is, we're breathing, but not that sigh of relief we thought we would. After a 66 to 17 win. Yeah. That okay. two is this, brother, this is, man. This is, like, this is why. This is why you can't handle the NFL week to week because the sky is falling if something doesn't yes. go exactly as planned. Yes, exactly right. You, Columbus is the ultimate chicken little, which is why they can't handle NFL franchises. You're right. You're right. Uh, all right. And in the last game, top four matchup, number four, Penn State goes into number three, Iowa and can't come away with a win as Iowa keeps the defensive pressure heavy on Penn State's backup quarterback after Sean Clifford goes out in the first half with an unspecified injury. Still haven't heard anything on this. Iowa outscores Penn State 13-3 in the second half on route to a big top five matchup win, 23-20 over Penn State. I'm thinking it can't be a concussion. It No, there was nothing that came out. If anything, it looked like initially, I will tell you, I went through about every possible scenario. Initially, it looked like an arm or um, shoulder injury. And then when he came back out, he was still moving his arms normally to me. So it didn't look like that. So I don't know if it's like a rib or some type of back injury. That's where I've landed at this point. It's like ribs are back. Yeah, but I don't, I just rule out concussion because they always say like sensitivity to light and sound and Given that hostile environment, three, four matchup, there's no way you're going to let him stand out there on the sideline if he's got a concussion. Yeah. So the QB situation was the the talk of the Penn State's um, game or the team after this one. Uh, this is actually a few years in the making as to the fact that uh, actually the person who is in a QB after Clifford went out really should be like QB4, which is not the best place to be if you're if you're going to bring somebody into you know their first big time um a little bit of history on this and not all of this relates to this year uh, and the qb situation tommy stevens left two years ago started mississippi state he has since graduated and moved on i think he was rostered at some point i don't know if he still is with an nfl team and last summer this was the big problem will levis left to go to kentucky where he's now the starter for kentucky and a top where they've top 15 team now um and micah bowens this is the one that's really a head scratcher for some penn state people left to go to oklahoma so he transferred to go to Oklahoma, where he knew he was probably still going to be behind Caleb Williams, which we'll get to later. Um, so, yeah, Penn State's quarterback was really is like QB four as of last spring. So, not good if Clifford cannot come back for Penn State. You know who reminded me of watching him play live was that dude for the Broncos last year when they had COVID, and they had to bring in the wide receiver. Hitting, <laughs> hitting, yeah. <laughs> Hitton got a touchdown today for the Broncos, too. So, really? Yeah, he did. Pretty funny. Jim, thoughts? He watched some of this game, but not all of it, I know. Um, With this loss, I think it muddies the Big Ten picture and hopes for a contender in the Final Four. I can give you the breakdown of that. I think I'm going to wait to give the breakdown for next week. Um, 
I think this will be my hottest of hot takes, and you and I will probably fight till the cows come home. A different coach at Penn State wins that game. That's my opinion. This is always Jim's opinion. It's always James Franklin's fault. In it's fact, James Franklin's fault, man. Every time it's James Franklin's fault. James so. Franklin's fault. I don't think Jim, he Jim has the wherewithal to win the big one. Jim is consistent. That's all I'm going to say. It's always James Franklin's fault. Yep. But he gets yep. no praise and wins. That's what yep. I know. I'm Iowa. I'm a little concerned there because for as bad as Penn State looked with that guy at quarterback, you couldn't put him away. Either. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was uh, – I actually was in a text message with loyal listener Miranda through some of this game. And once they started the second half, I said, if Penn state can squeak out 10 points in the second half, I think they'll win. And the person of the game is Penn state's offensive coordinator for making somehow them score 10 points against one of the top defenses in the country. Um, And with 10 points, they would have won that game 27 to 23. I think Ohio state could beat both those teams. Both those teams are on offense to beat whoever. I don't, I, I, this is not a shit talk to Penn State. Like, I'm talking about second half Penn State. I don't know about that quarterback coming back and being healthy. Both those teams, the second half, Ohio State can beat any day of the week. I agree with that quarterback, unless something crazy happens. There's a lot of teams in the Big Ten that can beat Penn State with that quarterback. But they're going to champion, and we're going to talk about this in the AP part. They're going to champion Iowa as some freaking powerhouse because of that win. And yeah, well, Gus Johnson did that all game. So, and I just disagree with that. But that's the Big Ten. I I can't yeah. talk about it anymore. I'm going to get pissed off about the Big Ten. <laughs> I, I do have a I have two quick question. Nate, did you watch any of this game? Yeah, I watched most, if not all of it. Did I'm just curious. Do you know anything about Gus Johnson and his call from Fox? No, I- who Gus Johnson is, but I don't know which call. Okay. okay. I'm just, he's so it was, I, I, this was pointed out to me at some point throughout the game. Gus Johnson is an Iowa alum, which was, okay. he had an Iowa pin on his lapel from the start of the game. Uh, and I didn't, it, after this was mentioned to me, I noticed it the first half when I was losing most of the first half, Joel Klatt was actually taking most of the conversation in the play-by-play. And then once Iowa started to come back, Gus Johnson started to get excited and was calling most of the game. It was interesting. Um, do you know who's great? Uh, do you know who's great at being unbiased? Maybe to the point of fault at times, Kirk Herbstreet. No, first off, I hate Kirk Herbstreet <laughs> because of that. But no, you're right about that. Um, Laurenitis, yeah, is fantastic at just being the straight guy, and he's an Ohio State. I mean, he's got he's on the fan down here in Columbus. He's a Buckeye mm-hmm. through and through. But when he calls them on TV, you forget he's a Buckeye. Yeah, completely. Is he just analytical? Is that why? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. If somebody who was a defensive like a Absolutely. defensive powerhouse like he's probably I thinking through him. a game yeah love <laughs> him on commentary because it's like you just forget that he's a buckeye and he's right. calling the game for you and he almost makes you he there's sometimes where he calls buckeye games and you're like he's making fun of them like you guys yeah. are dumb yeah so. gus johnson was also one of the people that called out during the game that he thought penn state who lost five players in this game to injury that the penn state players were going down at opportune times to stop the game even though most of them stayed out the entirety of the game. He like called attention to that as the Iowa fans were booing the Penn state injured players. So well, there not... one, I can't remember who it is. It seems like he goes down and comes back every game. 
Ubiquetti, probably, if I had to guess, with D lineman. No, it's a linebacker, I think. Uh, you're uh, probably talking about Brisker. Yeah. Safety. Yeah, he's he's had uh, like has they've I think they've told him he should probably sit out a game. He has he has a shoulder injury that's been lingering the yeah. whole season so far. And there's only two other things I want to bring up with this game, though, if you guys want to move on or whatever. But I remember Gus Johnson making a call a couple weeks ago. He goes, oh, look at him. He just made chicken salad. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, well, yeah, because he it was a broken play. And you know the saying, he made chicken salad out of chicken shit. Oh, gotcha. And then the only other thing with that game is – why do the Iowa fans rush the field? You're number three. They're number four. Thank you. Thank you. No, I, you know, I don't have a problem with this. It's a top get out of here, matchup. There, I, I get the fact that people are saying they were a home favorite. Why do you rush the field? No. It's still no, a big win. No, it's still a big no. win. Get out of here. This whole, first off, they've been cooped up in their house for years. So they deserve the right to rush the field over a big win. It's not a big win at all. You, you don't get anything for win. it. No. No. Did Texas A&M deserve to storm the field? Did they beat the juggernaut? Yes. So they yes. deserve it then. You just beat God. Yes, you do. <laughs> Iowa, you beat Penn State. with with In the second half with their backup quarterback, who according to Muff should be QB4. You wouldn't have beat him if the quarterback was healthy. You got lucky. Fair enough. I don't. I don't have. I don't take offense to it, but whatever. If you all do, fair enough. I'll go with it. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on to the rest of the top twenty-five. We'll get through this pretty quickly. Number twenty-four SMU with a thirty-one twenty-four win over Navy. Twenty-five San Diego State comes out on top of their matchup with New Mexico thirty-one-seven. Our guys, quite literally, our guys. No dispute on this one. The Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina continue their dominance with a fifty-two to twenty win over Arkansas State. Herm Edwards, number 22 Sun Devils of Arizona State, takes Stanford out of celebration mode, notching a 28-10 win. Is, is Arizona State on some type of watch list now in the Pac-12? Uh, Maybe. The Stanford win was big. Yeah. Stanford coming off the win over Oregon. So, yep. I mean, we, we've I mean, talked about I think about it definitely the... jams up the Pac-12. Oh, yeah, definitely puts a whole lot in there. Boise State plays like the team we all fell in love with many years ago, taking out an undefeated Number 10 BYU team, 26 to 17. Did not like this. Did not, I'm glad it happened, but yeah. because I love upsets, but man, let's, let's put some screw some things up. Yes, it did. Number 17 Ole Miss and 13 Arkansas get into a shootout that ends with Arkansas attempting a two point conversion as time expires, but they can't convert, and Ole Miss wins 52 to 21. 52 51. Yeah, 52-51. Yeah, 52-51. Thank you. That was like, why did they do a two-point conversion with that? It's, well, down 30. Down 30, yeah. yeah you know, it's a big thing. Number 14, Notre Dame shakes off the sluggish start and comes back to take a win in Blacksburg over Virginia Tech, 32-29. to I don't know what this says or doesn't say. Apparently, nothing. the odds makers were right. We were looking at the spread and trying to figure it out a little bit in the betting show. It was like a pick em game. Yeah. Uh, this is why they're Vegas. They understand a whole lot more than we do. Amen. Uh, number 16, an undefeated Kentucky wants to stay in the top 25, taking out LSU 42 to 21. Number 19, Wake Forest gets into a dicey one with Syracuse, but comes out on top 40 to 37 in overtime. Jim, oh my God, this put Jim over the top in betting terms. I'm so mad. 
This would what, this is, what, what line did you can. have? What line did you have on that game? Uh, seven or three and a half. I think, I think it was three, it was three and a half. It was three and a half or four, I thought. Yeah. God. What if I after week five or six of the college football season, Wake Forest would be undefeated and actually ranked higher than Holmes? Listen, this. You know what? <laughs> I hope my wife makes it this far in the episode. My wife tried to tell me all day, Wake Forest is trash. She's from North Carolina. Wake Forest is trash. I was like, babe, they're not. It's Syracuse. Syracuse is actually the trash here. She's like, you don't get it. You don't get it, babe. Wake Forest is trash. I was like, they're undefeated. She's like, no, they're trash. I was like, okay, babe. They're not trash. This is their year. For now. Whatever. For now. For now. Yeah. Don't bet on them again, though. I'm not. <laughs> Don't bet on them. Number 20, Florida stays relevant in the top 25 with a shutout win over Vandy, 42 to 0. I think Florida's going to be one of those, in, like, they're going to stay in, like, 15 to 25 for the rest of the season. Yeah. I just think that's who they're going to be. Yeah. They're, they're not going to wow you. It's just going to be what it is. Getting into some of the big matchups here. Number five, Cincinnati wipes the floor with Temple 52 to three. This is going to be the story all the way to like yep. four weeks from now when they go up against SMU. They're, that's their only shot at like maybe getting upset. They got to put on the style points. This is old school, old school poll situation. Yep. Cincinnati needs BCS, baby. Points. The Red River rivalry does not disappoint, and it's now the Caleb Williams show in Norman, Oklahoma, as the Sooners preseason Heisman hopeful Spencer Rattler is benched, and Boomer Sooner never looked back, taking away the Longhorns' bid for a win that could turn the program around, winning 55-48. Oklahoma outscored Texas 35-10 in the second half of this game. Texas is not back. (laughs) Who's not back? Texas is not back. Jim, you, you seem a little upset. I don't even talk about it. everything you said about this. I hate, but we'll keep going. Every word I hate. Why? Why, Jim? Because, like, first off, Texas wasn't going to come back if they beat Oklahoma because Oklahoma is trash. Okay. Is Oklahoma like, still trash with Kay Williams at the helm? Trash. Okay. They're all tr- they're the trash, and we're going to get into this in a minute. Trash. Okay. That's all you got? Yeah, because I I'm thought they're real pissed off. I thought, here they're, a I thought, bit. They're, multiple, I thought they're multiple nope, points here. No. Nope, all nope. right. Number number two, number two, Georgia stops number 18, Auburn, 34 to 10, solidifying their rise to number one in the nation as Texas AM jumps out early and hangs on against number one Bama, shocking the world with a 41 to 38 win thanks to a last second field goal. I watched this game, Zach. Calzada as a Texas A&M quarterback is an absolute unit and think this could be a turning point for A&M. I don't know what class level he is, but if he's not a senior, watch out next year. He's on my Heisman watch list. Fair enough. Fair enough. They have two losses on the season, but fair enough. That's why I said he's on next year's Heisman watch list. He needs he needs this to turn him around for the rest of the year and next year. You think they're going to ride this win? So who's your front runner for the Heisman right now? I I don't even know at this point. I'm honestly in a situation where I can't even tell you who it is because I I don't even I can't even think of somebody who I've heard who's continued to perform week to week. I thought the uh, I thought if Henderson for Ohio State had a mega mega game this week he'd be like in the talks but he didn't have a big week this week so i don't know 
I mean, Georgia's defense. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I, I don't, I I don't agree. know who else to say. I yep. really don't know who else to say at this point. There's nobody – like, if you're looking at top five teams, there's nobody from Iowa who's going to stand out in that conversation. Nope. There's nobody at Georgia who's standing out in that conversation from the offensive side of the ball. Nope. There's uh, Cincinnati. I don't know. A mid-major team or, you know, non-power five team, it's going to be tough for them to sneak somebody in there. If Randy Moss couldn't win it, how's anybody else going to win it? Um, yeah, I don't know. What about that kid from uh, Oregon? As I'm saying, I'm saying the top five. Like, I'm just using, like, that as the platform. Like, top five teams. Um, Oregon's running back, Red. Is that who you're yeah. talking about? Or are you talking about Tribodeau, who may be a number one pick, but I don't think is going to be a Heisman candidate. So, on this list that I googly searched, yeah. We got Kenneth Walker from Michigan State. Yeah, that makes sense. CJ Stroud, quarterback for Ohio State. No, no. Unless he gets lose. unless he gets a marquee matchup win, like, and stands out in one of those games, then I can have him in a discussion. I think Desmond Riddler from QB from Cincinnati, maybe. Matt Coral from Ole Miss, QB, and Bryce Young from Alabama. I mean, it's, that's what I'm saying. There's no standout right now. My, Kenneth Walker, I mean, he's had some big games for Michigan State, but again, they need some marquee wins to, I think, elevate that platform for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, looking on FanDuel right now, the last two you said, the Max, Bryce Young, with a fa- co-favorites at plus 200. Yeah. And then it goes, that Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati and C.J. Stroud at four. I, he... He set out a game and lost a game. I don't even know how he's in the running. I don't know. That's our mid. That, that's all. Yeah. All right. Nothing. All right. Let's get into it, Jim. God. The top 10 plus one breakdown. All right. So the AP has the new rankings, and it's Georgia at one, Iowa at two, Cincinnati at three, Oklahoma at four, Alabama at five. Ohio State at six, Penn State at seven, Michigan at eight, Oregon at nine, Michigan State at 10, and Kentucky at 11. A little bit of notables before I move on to mine. Big 10 has five of the 10. Right. My breakdown goes Georgia one, Mm -hmm. Iowa two. And that's where we stopped. Agreeing for the and most that's part. The last time. No, opinion. no. There's other places where we agree. I think maybe three yeah, is Alabama there's, for there's, me. Yep. Four is Cincinnati. Right. Three and five. four for me. Let's not get all the way through because this is where I think the argument. No, I'm going to go all the way through mine because I'm going to okay. just no. Okay. Five is Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Six is Penn State. Seven is Ohio State. Eight is Michigan. Nine is Oregon. 10 is Michigan State, 11 is Kentucky. All right. So we have the first two, Georgia, Iowa. Yeah. At three, I have an undefeated Big 12 Oklahoma team. You're fucking high. Because, 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 based on what? How do you put them over Cincinnati, Alabama? How many? Okay. Cincinnati, how many ranked wins do they have? One. Okay, so you're gonna base Oklahoma on has wins. one. Oklahoma has one ranked win. Cincinnati has one ranked win. So you're do, so you're basing yours on ranked wins. 
I want to know your logic. I'm saying that Oklahoma is in a power five conference is going to is consistently playing better teams than Cincinnati is. And they both have a ranked win. Uh Uh-huh. So Oklahoma gets the nod over Cincinnati to me. So when you rank teams, is that what we're ranking though? Because then I will retract my f f bomb. But don't don't mess this up anymore. If that's because use that logic clear through, and I know you don't. Oh, I don't. Okay, we're gonna continue on then. Of Cincinnati at four, which is where you have them, so you can't I, be too I'm upset not mad about, about it. I'm not. I have Bama at five. Okay. They they took an L to an unranked team, but you know it is what it is. Sure. PSU at six, Penn State at six, Ohio State at seven. Uh-huh. That's going to sort itself well out in a couple of weeks. They yep. both have lost two teams in the top ten. Yep. You and I can make them interchangeable. That's right. fine. Well, you had it. You had it the same way, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. Michigan at eight, an undefeated team in the Big Ten. Okay, so let's go to where Michigan, who they played. Okay. Okay, I'm listening. Because this is where it makes me mad. Michigan has played absolutely nobody. So your mm-hmm. logic's still sound. Fine. Fine. Oregon. They've had some bad losses. They have a bad loss, right? But beat a ranked number four Ohio State. They beat a ranked number six Ohio State. According to the AP poll. Well, at the time they were four. At the time they were four. I, okay, but they lost to an unranked team, so it kind of like evens out in the end. They're still a top ten team. I'm okay with it. Okay. And then Kentucky at ten. Over Michigan State. Because Kentucky has a ranked win to their credit. Michigan State does not yet. Both undefeated. Who did Oklahoma beat? They beat Texas. Who they beat was ranked, ranked twenty five. The beater ranked? I don't. Here's Oregon. so far. They beat Tulane, Western Carolina, Nebraska, West Virginia, Kansas State, and Texas. Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. Got it. Number 14, Notre Dame. Okay. Nine spots higher than Texas. And I just told you that consistently Oklahoma is going to. Be playing teams in the Big Twelve, which are we're ranking them today. We're not ranking them for the future. If that was the case, Ohio State and Penn State would be ranked higher than Cincinnati. No, they wouldn't, because one of them would have two losses. <laughs> That's true. One of them would be ranked higher. Right. I still undefeated Big Twelve Oklahoma with a ranked win, with the Cincinnati team with also a ranked win. Oklahoma is just they they win to me. They win. Cincinnati has the higher ranked win. But they're also a non-power five team. I'm sorry. So if their Oklahoma, conference, their if conference Oklahoma, value is more. Well, we already know that that's how things work in, in, that's the, fine. in the bowl that's system. Fine. Which is why Cincinnati is the, the better only, team, is the only non-power five team in the top ten right now. When you have Coastal Carolina that's undefeated, has been undefeated. Who's they the better team? The top 10. Oklahoma. That's the why they're entire. No, no. That's why they're Who's the better team? If you put Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Oklahoma plays Cincinnati on the right field now. today. Oklahoma wins. Caleb Williams guides them to a victory. Okay. The Bearcats. Fine. I'll give it to you. Alabama and Oklahoma, who wins? Alabama and Oklahoma, who wins? Yep. Is that the question you have for me? That's what I'm asking. Well, that's they have a loss, so that's not we're not. Who wins? Not, Alabama who wins? versus Oklahoma today on the field. Alabama. But it doesn't matter. Get Oklahoma have a loss. down. 
Get no. Oklahoma down. Bama has a loss. Sorry, this you lost Texas stupid. A&M. You lost Texas A&M. That's dumb. Uh, hi, That's here, dumb. Okay, Jim. Okay. Yeah. How is Michigan State, Kentucky, and Michigan not ranked ahead of Ohio State right now? Say them again. Michigan State, Kentucky, and Michigan. How are they not ranked ahead of Ohio State right now? Uh, I believe. Okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you my logic, and I can get called out by any fan in the world. Michigan State and Kentucky versus Ohio State on the field. Ohio State beats Michigan State and Kentucky. Right. Michigan. Mm-hmm. I hate them. <laughs> well, I understand that. <laughs> That's it. Right. Well, as I was saying, who else is Ohio State beat? I, they haven't beat anybody. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the same. How come? Look, from I, six down, from six yeah. down, I'm full of shit. I will own it. <laughs> I'm absolutely full of shit. But from like six up, yeah, I strongly 100% believe I am absolutely right. And for Oklahoma to be anywhere ab- above Alabama, you are higher than a kite. Sorry, Bama lost, Jim. Losses mean something. Huh. This listen, you you you're the Columbus man, which a loss is the sky is falling. So this is college football. This isn't the NFL. Nate, Nate, come in here and tell me how you feel about this. I mean, I understand the logic of putting an Oklahoma team that's undefeated ahead of an Alabama team who loses uh-huh. to an unranked team. And one thing we forgot to mention, that's Saban's first loss to one of his former assistants. Yep. Yeah, sure. This is like this is like the Belichick situation. So you agree with Muff here. Yeah, I think you have to put Oklahoma ahead just because. Ugh. I mean, yeah, Oklahoma defeated, but they're going to play themselves out of it. And that's the thing with Cincinnati, too. It's like, yeah, you said around three or four or whatever. I mean, you control your own destiny. You know other teams around you are going to lose to somebody. Like you already said earlier, Penn State, Ohio State play each other in two weeks. One of those teams is going to play themselves out of the top ten. You look at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's going to play themselves out because they're probably going to have to play Texas again. And they haven't looked stellar by any means. Georgia's probably going to run into Alabama in the SEC championship game. One of those two teams is going to knock each other out. So really Cincinnati, I think, is in the best situation because they control their own destiny. And like you said, the only team they've got coming up really that's going to give them a game or should give them a game is SMU. There's going to be a lot of one-loss discussion at the end of this season. So does Alabama and Georgia still play? They play in the SEC championship. That's yeah. the only time they'll meet? Yeah. Georgia's scheduled the rest of the season. They play number 11 Kentucky this week. Then they go to number 20 Georgia, which I think it's a neutral site game anyway. Then they play Mizzou, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and Georgia Tech. So they wouldn't see Alabama until the SEC championship game. If Alabama makes it there. Right, but they still got two top 20 games coming up in Georgia and Florida the next two weeks. All right. I still feel strongly muffed that you're full of shit, but. Well, you just told us that you are. Six, uh, absolutely. Six down. six down. I own it. That's from six down, it's all my hype, and I love Ohio State. But do we see a situation where Cincinnati can be number one? I don't I don't think that anybody's going to allow that to happen. This is this is where I'm thinking of it. Who's Iowa going to lose to? They play Ohio State? Penn State, no, Ohio State, State in the Big Ten Championship. Iowa right. has no teams left on their regular season schedule. Iowa's 
Purdue, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, Nebraska. Maybe Nebraska at the end of the season if Nebraska keeps improving. Or Ohio State or Penn State in the Big Ten Championship. Or freaking Michigan. Right. And if I, whoever, Ohio State, Penn State, whoever that may be in the Big Ten Championship, those are one-loss teams playing Iowa. Those teams beat Iowa. Those teams leapfrog and go into the top four. A one-loss team, conference champion, jumps Cincinnati undefeated. I didn't say – I said they jump into the top four. I'm not saying who all they jump. I'm saying that they jump into the top four. Cincinnati could be Cincinnati could be one through three in that scenario, and all right. one of those teams goes to four. I don't know. So my question is, okay, Georgia makes it all the way to the championship, mm-hmm. okay, and loses to Alabama. Yeah. So there's Georgia with a loss, Bama with a loss. Let's say Ohio State, for my shits and gigs, beats Penn State, goes and beats Iowa. Okay, so they're mm-hmm. at a loss. Oklahoma loses in the in their conference championship or before then. Mm-hmm. They're out. Cincinnati's the lone undefeated team. They still don't make it to one. There, there's too much at stake for a non-power five to be ranked number one. There's too much at stake for this because all that can happen is a non of Cincinnati and the non-power fives then get set up for failure when a number four Bama, we'll just say Bama, say mm-hmm. we'll say Bama sneaks in at four, plays a number one Cincinnati and beats them by thirty points. Then there's What's it matter, Buff? So if a number, if we drop Cincinnati all the way to four and they play a number one Alabama. That's what I'm saying. That's the difference is that the non-power five is sneaking in as a four, not being elevated to the one. That's, it's all, it's all about how people perceive these power five schools and the non-power five and the non-power five. This has always been the knock on them, right? They get into these big games and they get destroyed by these power five conference teams. If Cincinnati elevates to one and gets blown out by whoever number four is, then people are going to say non-power five should never be able to be ranked number one because they don't play the schedule week to week that allows them to be tested going into the playoff. Cincinnati is going to get blown out no matter what. One, two, three, or four, they're getting blown out. Right. So who cares where they're ranked? I'm saying I don't, but the rest of the world is going to. The 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 power five schools are going to care because how can we let a non-power five school be number one whenever they play a trash schedule? They have one ranked win on their one, maybe two with SMU if SMU uh-huh. makes it to there. They have two ranked wins, and let's just let's just go out here and say that Notre Dame ends up somewhere in the 15 to 25 range. Yep. They have two ranked wins, both not even teams in the top 10 mm-hmm. have they come into, and they're the number one ranked team in, in the in the country. Whenever you've got, mm, let's just go with, I don't know, just say, I don't know, pick a team, Bama, Georgia, any of those teams. They're only losses, aside from Bama maybe, but Texas A&M may be ranked by the end of all this. Their losses are against Power 5 schools that were ranked or are ranked. I, I just... I don't see a time when the world is going to let this happen. I think if that happens, we they broke the playoff system. Right. There's too much money behind it. There's too much money behind it. And we know the people in the room have stacked the cards against, and you have to be in a conference. You absolutely have to be in a conference. 
that they've already stacked it against him. Well, the this only is the, this is the, the pulling the curtain, right? Well, this everybody already knows this that the only way a non power five school gets in is what the not the highest non power five school gets into a New Year's Day bowl, right? Right. That's what they've done to give credence to these schools. They're hoping they never have to be in this conversation. Well, you're so, about to be, is what I'm saying. And if you can't, if you, if they're the only undefeated team in the nation, which they're hoping is not going to happen, but I think it might, and they don't make them one. Well, what about Coastal? What if Coastal comes in as an undefeated team? They're ranked too far five? back. Wait, what does that matter? They're undefeated. Too far. If that, if, if, but if that's, no, but they didn't play anybody ranked though. So a Cincinnati one win versus a ranked opponent is well, head and shoulders at that is, point. If SMU stays there, yeah. we, I mean, we're assuming it will happen that right. way. They're he- that much head and shoulders above Coastal Carolina, where Coastal Carolina can't even crack the top ten. Is an undefeated team from a non-power five? No, I think that, I think at that point Coastal will be in the top ten. I think if you play all the cards out, they'll be in the top ten. If they went out. Stay undefeated, yeah. they'll be a top yeah. 10 team. So, how about that? What if two non power fives? What if Cincinnati gets into the the playoff and then you have Coastal as a New Year's six bowl? <laughs> you broke the system because it's set up. And I think the issue is the Pac 12 sucks so bad. The Big 10 have beaten themselves up in the top. I love that you say that. It just makes me so happy. The Big 10 have beaten themselves up out of contention in the top 10 mm-hmm. and that's opened the door for this and the disparity is finally showing its ugly face is it disparity or lack of disparity it's the haves and have nots is what yeah. i'm talking about yeah so well this was fun nate thoughts Definitely, this is a 10 round boxing fight. We definitely went the distance on this. <laughs> Tyson. This is Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, except for they both somehow stood up for the 12th round. Right. Oh, this isn't over. I'm not done. Every week we're going to do this, and I'm going to yell at Muff. And I'm, and I'm going to say, sorry, Jim, <laughs> I'm still not wrong. You still have great logic for now. And that wraps up this week's college football. Breakdown. And now it's time for the Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. Let's go, Muff. Let's make this thing fast. It's going to be other NFL news starting out on this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. John Gruden. Yeah. I don't know if we can make this very fast. We're going to talk about him. We're not going to make uh, it. I'm going to on some emails, and then we found out he might be racist. There it is. Sum that up real quick. Well, then there's more emails, but eleven of them in total. Yeah, he Dating wasn't necessarily to... with a team, right? And then the uh, the content inside this team is really bad. And let me tell you what: if it's true, I don't think we're going to mention him on the show anymore. My only comment is somebody had to come across these, and somebody had to put these in the stratosphere. And it seems odd they're ten years later. I think the Raiders are trying to set up. A scenario where they can fire him for cause at the end of the season and not owe him all of his monies. Yeah, I agree. Is this something similar with Urban Meyer? Are they also setting this up? Because this is also the conversation in Duval that the cons are setting up this as well. Uh, I don't think it's similar. 
I think. Well, it's not a similar situation, but I'm saying similarly looking for fire for cause as opposed to. I don't think so. No. No, I think. I think he. May, I, I think you're right in that he's trying to set himself up to get out of there. Wow. Going to USC, right? Yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> Just the general demeanor and things that you see and hear here in Columbus. Really? I think you might be right. Miles Garrett got drug tested a couple weeks ago because he wore no sleeves. At least that's the narrative I'm going to spin. <laughs> How random is this stuff? What do you mean? <laughs> Quite literally, Jim. Miles Garrett wore no sleeves two Sundays ago in a game, comes out and says, I got randomly selected for a drug test because it looks like he has thighs on his arms. And he showed the picture of him. It's like, the one day I decide not to wear sleeves, guess what happened the next day, guys? I got randomly drug tested. I believe that, though. <laughs> He's a monster. He's, he is a huge human being. Just seems, uh, I don't know how random all of these are. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we can do. Uh, Pat McAfee talked about uh, how he, he got randomly drug tested once as a punter, and it was not for the marijuana. They thought he had some PEDs, and it was after the uh, tackle he made the famous tackle he made on the kick return where he lit up the returner. He said he was asked to take a random drug test the week after that. (laughs) And he looked at them and he said, I have the upper body of an adolescent. I don't know why I need to do this. (laughs) Well, here you go. Uh, Some releases, some notable releases from the past week. Uh, We did not ask Wilk about this. Uh, Jalen Smith from the Cowboys. You broke this on the betting show. Yeah. As it was going on. Um, he's already signed with the Packers to a one year yeah. deal. Uh, there's some discussion that one, he has not been to the level he was a couple years ago. There are also some people saying that Micah Parsons is able to fill the void of this very easily. Because wow, he's Parsons, as pure as the driven snow. Uh, he's, he's as pure as mother's milk. Oh, um, good grief. <laughs> but Micah Parsons has actually been playing multiple positions, not just inside linebacker. Um, so there, there's people that are saying that this was going to happen at some point and they just got it done early. Um, and Stefan Gilmore from the Patriots, huge cog in some of their Super Bowl winning defenses. Um, I, I don't know. Is this another casualty of Belichick using them and then letting them go? Probably not, not, not holding on to those that got him there. Probably. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. The Washington football team. I don't know if we're, we're not going to call these the Mrs. Snyder's because it's not positive news. Um, had one of its trainers being investigated by the DEA for disbursement of prescription drugs illegally. Ryan Vermillion is the head athletic trainer and an assistant AT is also in the wake of this being put on administrative leave. Are we really surprised by this? That there's prescription drugs being peddled out in NFL locker rooms. I feel like this is something I just, anticipated was happening so my yes i'm gonna tell you why i'm surprised about this particular one in what world like does someone come into the washington club and say guys we need to straighten our shit out like (laughs) at what point does someone come in and go enough like does roger cadell just get in a limo go there and go all right you have like 90 days or we're going to send a team in here to take this thing over at some point. Cause you know, if this was the NBA, that's what's what that would be happening. <laughs> every, I, it seems like every month. Something yeah, this is, I think this dated back to 2017, maybe 
it's not i don't think it's like all just this year it's it's over time obviously the dea is involved it's probably over time that place um, is like 1930s mob kind of stuff going on in there yeah just do whatever you want doing it speaking of doing whatever they want but actually doing things well marshawn lynch is named the nfl's first ever chief brand ambassador and i've already started to see some of the like commercials coming out and as i expected it's pretty freaking awesome he's he's on another level yeah Marshawn. lynch is uh going to be working with retired and current players to provide quote strategic support and insight for the many athletic driven programs resources and revenue growth opportunities available to players why not I, i'm about it next question that's gonna be Marshawn when he's asked about his role okay. next question <laughs> Next question, please. And next on this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. Bram. The NBA. Also known as the Kyrie Show. It's starting to become that, and I don't know if Kyrie's teammates are appreciating being the Kyrie Show anymore. No. Uh, the Mets, the Nets, sorry, the Nets uh, are going to have some issues depending on how Kyrie decides to move forward with the vaccination decision. Um, at this point, Steve Nash has already come out and said, we already are aware that we're not going to be able to play with Kyrie at home because of the vaccination, the vaccine mandates and local mandates in New York. Um, so that's at least half of the games, not to mention where else can he not play because of local, we already know California is, is an issue. Um, and there's some talk in the Twitter sphere that James Harden may not be super happy about this and uh, maybe thinking about what can I do differently? How, maybe he wants to get out. I... <laughs> Listen, personal choice is personal choice. I get it. But at some point, you got to start looking at dollars and cents. People around you got to start looking at dollars and cents. If it don't add up, you got to make moves. Somebody's got to make some type of moves. And I KD, can't believe KD's not. Exactly. Right. KD's where's, not going. Where's KD? Where's KD on his burners right now? Yeah. Just blasting this situation. Like, meanwhile, in LA, they're building, they're building pieces. Which LA? Pick one. That's what I'm saying. Which LA are we talking about? I think the Clippers more so than the Lakers right now, but that's different conversation they're, for a different day. They're building battleships. Yeah. <clears throat> and this was supposed to be the original battleship. This was supposed to be the juggernaut. This was supposed to be the new, the new power three. Like, let's just cut him. Just Ooh. cut him. Ooh, that's harsh words. And other I'm NBA. Serious, what's stopping it? What's stopping them? The fact that they won't have him for any games. So? Is he that valuable? People say. He's People also say. A, a franchise killer. Ask Boston. Yeah, ask Cleveland. Um, well, he didn't kill them, but he left. And then LeBron left shortly after. 18 former NBA players are arrested for their role in a health care scam, attempting to defraud the NBA health and welfare benefit plan out of nearly $4 million. Glenn Big Baby Davis, Tony Allen, Sebastian Telfair highlight the group that also included Tony Allen's wife. Basically, they just started submitting paperwork 
on procedures that never happened in order to be reimbursed for them because as NBA players and former NBA players, they have access to certain funds to cover certain medical costs. Um, this has been an active investigation since 2017. Uh, an example that I found was there was a player who was actually competing internationally. And on like the same day he was competing in a game on the international stage, he <laughs> stated that he was also getting a $48,000 root canal that was taking place in the United States on the same day. And this is one of the things that somebody messed up. Good grief. <laughs> so I think the actual number that was defrauded that was actually paid out was like 2.7 million, but there were $4 million in claims, I think, that were in this investigation. All right. Dumb. I'm going to go anywhere with this. You have thoughts? Come on. Dumb. That's the thought. That's dumb. All right. Up next on this week's. Best what I five. should do is I should call oh. my wife in here. You know what? You I should call my wife in here and say, "Hey, Joe, how much does a root canal cost covered by insurance?" And I can show you how dumb it is. But go ahead. <laughs> Up next on this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five, Major League Baseball playoffs, Jim. Bram. Yes, sir. Baseball is in the playoffs, and yeah, we we kind of don't really talk about it because let's be honest. It's day-to-day, and we are not a day-to-day show. And it's the it's baseball. Yep, so the series going on right now, the Rays versus the Red Sox, Astros versus the White Sox, which has to be, for us, the worst matchup ever. We've got the Cheating Bastards taking on the Tony La Russa-led Chicago White Sox. Yeah. It, that's There's no winner. No. They both should be stricken from the playoffs, right? Yes. Uh, and we have the Brewers taking on the Braves and the Dodgers taking on the Giants. Who we got in these matchups, Jim's Rays, uh, Red the, Sox. Red Sox. I want the Rays. Astros, White Sox, if you had to choose. Gun to my head. Yep. White Sox. I'm going to take the Astros. Brewers, Braves. Braves. Give me the Braves. Dodgers, Giants. Dodgers. Me too. And that's all we're going to talk about in baseball. Up next on this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. The WNBA finals are occurring right now, Jim. I'm excited for it. I'm going to try to watch some more of them. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Tarazi. Um, I like the fact that, you know, they're getting some news. They're making their ESPN headlines, especially during football season. I think this is good stuff. Yep, the Chicago Sky are up 1-0 after a Sunday afternoon win, led by Candace Parker, taking on Diana Tarazi and the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, Tarazi did have a viral moment this past, well, last week, um, whenever she uh, was doing a post-game presser, and she asked her wife to hold on till she got home for the baby. It was like after their conference title win. Uh, apparently she did, held out, and the baby was born that night. Well, good for them. I'm glad they held on. Holding on. And last on this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. Bam. Basketball, Jim. It's because I had to do it. Why not? Why not? In the college men's basketball world, Gonzaga coach Mark Few suspended for the team's first game after DUI charge in early September, as well as their Midnight Madness festivities in their first two exhibition games. How does a Midnight Madness count for being a suspension 
uh, I had to say, well, he's uh, he's suspended for Midnight Madness, two exhibition games, and their first game, regular season game, which is against like Dixie State. That they need to do more for him. That's that's the question I have here, right? Is how is this okay? And this is not more of a story. If you have Andy Reid's son, also a buried story. Yes, that's a true. DUI charge, and we're not talking about this more. How is this not? How how do certain players get just lambasted in the media, and then we've got Mark Few? It's college football season. This is gonna this is gonna fade away. Yeah. So. Hey, I brought my wife in here because I want to yeah. ask her a question. Coming back to the NBA defrauding. Yeah. I know this is fast five, but I said dumb, and I need more I need to educate myself. Hey, Joe, mm-hmm. you're on live on the podcast. How much does a root canal cost with insurance? This ballpark for the show is it forty thousand dollars without without insurance? No. How about without, with insurance? Without or without insurance? No, it's not forty eight thousand dollars, right? Forty eight thousand. Multiple. What about multiple root canals? What about multiple root canals? I mean, maybe you need a root canal on every tooth in your head. How many teeth do we as humans have in our heads? Thirty <laughs> two. How so many? We, how many do you need to get 32. to forty eight thousand? <laughs> how many do we need to have to get forty eight thousand dollars? Six plus? Six? Seven? Eight? Eight? Canals? Like 20? Yeah. 20 root canals a month. A lot. A lot. Like, I mean, I work in prosthetics, so I don't really work in endo. Right. Uh, and the She doesn't work with endo? She doesn't smoke the Chiba? She does not smoke the Chiba, no. Say that again. I'm sorry, babe. The implant-supported dentures that I have. Uh-huh. That my patients have. Yep. Let's clarify that. Yep. Real quick. Uh-huh. Those are roughly $40,000, including uh-huh. surgery, implants, everything else that Is that for one tooth or? That's replacing all of their teeth. So get all of your fake teeth. So get them all taken out of your head, Mom. It's 40. It's 40 grand. It's 40. See how dumb this guy is for trying to do this while he's playing basketball and submitting these fake papers to get a full set of fake teeth? I, I mean, a good. Like reliable with implants set of eighteen. Is how much? Roughly forty. Forty thousand dollars. Is there? Is there any? Is is my curiosity? Say this all happened in L.A. Is there like a higher price in things in L.A.? If they are, then this guy got ripped off. But well, this guy did. He this guy was frauded an insurance company because he was playing basketball and submitted fake paperwork saying he got a root canal or root canals for forty eight thousand dollars and just kept the money. No, they did. He got caught. But isn't that dumb to even submit that? Yeah. Thank you. So I stand by my now well-educated response. Dumb. Dumb. And that wraps up this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. Bram. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we wrap up the show, special thank you to guests Sam, Nate, Wilk, my wife. Thank you for contributing. As we I'd like to go on record and not thanking Wilk. That's fine. You don't have for, to for crashing the party. Crashing um, the party. He well, yeah, for for crashing the party. Um, I'm unapologetic in the statement, oh. and I uh, hope that at some point he will come to apologize to Cowboys Nation many times over. Fair enough. As we inch closer to episode 100, please follow us on the social medias at Sports Stuff Jim Buff. 
At Sports Gym Muff. At Sports Gym Muff. I'm going to botch this all the way to episode 100, then we'll get it. Um, on episode 100, we will say Fast Five five times. I will say the handle correctly. Um, what else can we promise on episode 100, Muff? Um, episode 100? Um, well, we can promise that it'll be exciting. The college football will be an exciting week for college football. Yes, we just mapped it out. It will be the last week of college football. Regular the last season. week of the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. And uh, what else could we do in episode one hundred? Might get uh, some return of some old guests. Yeah, we get some some guests, some guest hodgepodge. We haven't heard from Hugh in a while. Baltimore Keith. Yeah, we'll get some oldies in there. Toss toss some old ones in there. Maybe go back to the the roots. Maybe see if we can get some uh, of the original guests. Yeah. Maybe get Brutus Buckeye back on. Ooh, we could try for that. That's not a bad idea. Maybe a good week to do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you have ideas, if you have ideas for episode one hundred, start planning now. This is episode what eighty nine ninety. This is episode eighty eight. 88. I'm just trying to jump us ahead. Episode 88. So start planning now. Give us your ideas. Um, do you have any segments you want to throw at us? Hit us up. That's it. And as always, you all know what to do. Tell a friend. Make a friend. Be a friend. friend.